It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins! Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four and England have won the match! Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket in association with LV Insurance, who of course are the sponsors of this test series between England and India. We're looking back at the second day from Lords, and we're both dressed in red tops, as of course a lot of the crowd were today. Red for Ruth, Ruth Strauss, and the Ruth Strauss Foundation was very much the uh, focus of today's play. Actually, it was a brilliant day, wasn't it? And the, the money raised and the awareness of, of, for the campaign and just the enthusiasm shown for for the whole initiative was fantastic. Didn't you agree? Yeah, a- absolutely. And we've become used to it a bit. Glenn McGrath uh, has a day for the Sydney Test match. They also have a, a day in Johannesburg normally in, in South Africa as well for, for breast cancer awareness and raising funds there in South Africa. And they raised, I got the final total actually in front of me, I've just seen it, uh, £530,000. Uh, was raised today for the the Ruth Strauss Foundation. So yeah, I, I, you know, so many people contributed, so many people supported it. There was a sort of red hue to the crowd uh, today. All the red shirts on. Uh, you've got yours on. I've got mine on. Well, sort of red anyway. It's all Western. Mine's a bit. Well, I mean, it's, a bit, it's the best I could do. It's, <laughs> it's my red shirt. It's sort of a bit of a wild sort of party shirt, mm. but. Anyway, you know, well, for a it while, does, it does for, the job. For a wild party man, obviously, you know. There we go. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was a really good uh, feeling today, anyway, uh, which, which that started off well with. And actually, maybe that just buoyed England because they started the day more than they could have uh, dreamt of, uh, better than they could have dreamt of, because uh, that uh, early wicket of Kale Rahul, sort of loose drive, and actually, when I saw that, and Ollie Robinson taking the wicket. Uh, of, with, with looking a bit stiff, it just took me back, and I'm afraid it always takes me back to that ridiculous occasion when I was batting against Sid Lawrence mm. and Courtney Walsh, having survived overnight as night watchman, 
and geared up to, to try and make runs the following day. Beautiful sunny day, uh, ready for all these bounces I was going to get from fiery Sid Lawrence and Courtney Walsh back on my stumps. And of course, Sid was as stiff as a board first thing in the morning and bowled me this lolloping half volley first ball, which I just tamely poked to square leg and was out first yeah. ball of the, the morning. And it was a bit like that with Rahul, you know, sort of expecting a, a hostile delivery from Robinson and got a, a juicy half volley, which he poked straight to extra cover. Yeah, yeah. I've got my violin in the case here for you, yours. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just, just get it out. Of course, the England selectors were there as well, weren't they? Because they were looking at your bowling, but they thought, could you bat as well? You know, is there a sort of... Like yeah, please set- don't limit. Please don't uh, <laughs> carry on on that line. I mean, I did feel sorry for Rahul, though, having worked so hard for that uh, century the day before and didn't add any more to it today. And then, of course, Jimmy Anderson following up the perfect ball. And actually, it was a great statement about his fitness, wasn't it? Because whereas Robinson, having bowled, what, 18 overs the day before, a bit stiff early on, Adam Anderson came up first ball, having bowled, whatever, 20 overs yesterday, age 39, bowls the first ball on a perfect line and length with a bit of outswing and nicks off uh, a Jinka Rahani. Yeah, and... And what it did, I mean, it, it rejuvenated England in this test match because if, if those two or uh, you know, Rahul had continued, uh, perhaps with a bit of help from Pant, then India were heading for something like 450. As it was, they only got just got over 350 and it, it, it got England right back in the test match. We said yesterday evening, England have to play really well if they're not to, to lose this game. And I still think India are favourites. I still think India uh, are, are well-placed to go on and win this test match. But England are in a much better position uh, this evening than they were yesterday. I mean, India totally dominated that first day. Well, England fought back today. They 7 for 88. Uh, India lost today, you know, which is a pretty good bowling effort. You know, ju- just about as good as England, I think, could have hoped for. And then 119 for three uh, by the close. So, you know, in, it's still... Uh, going India's way, there's still there's still yeah. a lot of work to do, and you, you know you had two wickets in the morning, like, like India India did uh, uh, this morning, and it, you know one thirty for five, then India right on top. So you know so much depends on Root as ever, a bit of help from Bairstow and, and Butler. You know there is, there are some runs out there uh, for England, but what I thought was interesting today was you know how difficult it was to score, how difficult it was for the batters. That you know the final calculation on the day, the final maths, two hundred and seven for ten in 82.1 overs. Well, that shows you how difficult it was. And there was, you know, there was that little spurt, wasn't there, when England hit five fours in six balls and, and six fours in 11 balls. And that was, you know, it was a, it, anonymous, really. It was really out of keeping with the rest of the day's play. And it, 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 sort of, it got them going a bit. But um, as it was, it was, it was hard, hard work. I suppose, uh, how do you explain that, you know, 207 for 10? Well, I suppose you look at it, firstly, a lot of the, the the first five wickets were the Indian lower order, apart from Pant and Jadeja. So, you know, they're going to struggle to score. Obviously, Jadeja was batting with the tail, so the field were back. Mm. So it was sort of harder for him to score. Then you're factoring in uh, Burns and Sibley, who are not quick scorers uh, anyway, generally. And, and I think, I suppose the other thing is that you're now talking also about a collection of fast bowlers who are so drilled and disciplined and equipped with so much data about individual batsmen and a Duke's ball and a reasonable pitch to bowl on and cloud cover. So, you know, you factor all those things in. These bowlers are, I think, you know, you're, we're in an era where bowlers are not only skillful, but they're, they're very well um, equipped with information as well, data, 
Hawkeye pitch maps and batsmen's preferences and carefully chosen and, and, and thought out field settings and where they're bowling. Look at how they bowl to, to Sibley, for instance, you know, with three men catching on the leg side and bowled straight. Same to Root. Uh, they know an LBW candidate a little bit, you know, bowling very straight with more men on the leg side. So it, it, it is a number of factors that, that cause that slow scoring. But, you know, I suppose the bottom line is it's, it's tough on that pitch, really, against those bowlers. Yeah, quality bowlers, uh, overhead conditions as well. It's been cloudy all day. The lights were on for, for some of the time. And there's just, you know, there's just enough in this pitch as well. And, uh, yeah, and you've got, Jim, you know, bowlers like Jimmy Anderson. You know, one of, I think, you know, one of the all-time greats still going, even the age of 39. Mm. He has taken 200 test wickets at an average of 21 since 2016. I mean, those are incredible figures for, a, a, yeah. well, any bowler, but a bowler of his age as well. I, don't, I know he doesn't want us to go on about his age, but I mean, it did significant. You don't see many bowlers at that age still going, still with that no, you know, holy sway that, over batters. No, no, that's absolutely right. And, and it, it's, it's the combination of his experience and his skill and the extra knowledge that he can impart from the coaches, from all the, the data that is, uh, that is derived from the play that combination of the three things, you don't normally get that because normally the bowler is too old by 39 to be able to use that valuable experience to the, to the, to, to the ultimate degree. But he, he is still in the most amazing condition, bowling 85 miles an hour still. Yeah, so India all out for 364. You're right about the slow scrum. One, one feature of India's late order batting today is that we had one of those situations where Jadeja was batting with the tail, but the, because the tail starts at eight, the, the game sort of went into slow motion. You know, you, nor, you normally see that batting where you know a, a, an in batter will wait to the end of the over before taking a single, or the field comes up and he hits a four. Because that was happening with the number nine in, so it was, in a way it was quite tedious for a while. Those sort of slow motion tactics, cat and mouse tactics, the field going back. Uh, you know, it, it was quite hard work after lunch, actually. I think in the, there was a, a spell after lunch, where I think it was like five runs in half an hour. And you know, I think England sort of won that battle in a way. Uh, they, you know, they, they squeezed quite well and it, and it worked for them uh, today. But I just wonder whether India could have, I don't know, could have been a bit braver in, in, in ticking the board over. And then it gets frustrating. Ishant stays in and uh, the board ticks over rather than turning down. Uh, lots of runs. Anyway, that's the way they, they choose to play it. They, they often do uh, these days. So 364, I think England would have been pretty happy with that. And Anderson walking off, showing the ball to the crowd for his, his seventh Fifer, His seventh Fifer at Lords, yeah. and, and what was it? His 31st in all Test match cricket. We, we, you know, we've almost run out of things to say about him, well, really. We have. We've run out of superlatives. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's ridiculous. You've just got to use the words Jimmy Anderson and that says it all, really. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah, he is. He's he is a you know, he's a he's a modern genius. He really is. He's a he's a cricketing genius and he's you know, he's third in the list and he's, he's... And, and by and by the way, Rohit Sharma said on T V this morning, he's nothing he, he looks back at the ball he was out to from Anderson, said he's nothing he could have done with that. Yeah. He doesn't real feel he could have survived that ball. Well he's getting the ball to go away, go away, go away, and then Got one to come and back knit, in. It knit back, mm. but it was on that line where he had to play it. And it cut back quite a lot and got through between bat and pad. But even if he's got his pad in the way, he would have been LBW. Yeah. So it, it moved enough to avoid the bat from a perfect length. There was nothing. I don't think there was anything or any batsman 
could have could have, there was no way they could have survived that unless they'd accidentally played down the wrong line and hit it in the middle. One of Funds for Run's key pillars is to help underprivileged areas of the country enjoy cricket, and so LV Insurance and the ECB's £1 million initiative has awarded a grant to South Shield CC to strengthen all aspects of their junior section. With many of the club's neighbouring areas in the 10% most deprived nationally, and with jobs further impacted by the pandemic, the money is needed to help support a passionate club. South Shield CC is one of the few clubs in the North East to field four senior teams, of which the majority are junior or ex-junior players, and the grant will keep the conveyor belt of talent and passion going. The goal is to restructure, encourage participation and provide a healthy space for young players to exercise and socialise. Well, we've looked at India's batting and Anderson's bowling. Uh, let, let's talk a bit more about uh, England's batting and assess where this game is. Uh, I don't know where it's time to put up the, the who's winning graphic for those people who are uh, watching on video. Uh, my feeling is that India are still uh, well ahead in this test match or significantly ahead in, the, in this test match. And what does the who's winning uh, graphic say? Well, it my strong conviction is that India are going to win this test match. It might take them quite a long time uh, to do so. And, I, you know, I may be completely wrong and it you know, might turn into a draw. England might uh, bat brilliantly tomorrow and get up around India's score and then r roll them over. But, I, you know, I feel India are, are pretty well placed after two days of this game to go on and win the match. The ball is, is, is spun a little bit, not much, but it's only the second day. It's also kept low a bit outside the off stump. I just wonder whether LBW might come into play a bit more uh, before the close. There was an LBW uh, this evening. It was a strange one, actually. Rory Burns was given that LBW round the wicket from Mohamed Shami. My immediate feel, it didn't look quite right, but Richard Illingworth gave it out. And I think what was interesting about it, if he'd not given it out, I'm not sure, I'm not absolutely sure that India would have reviewed it because they'd already lost two reviews on, on LBW shouts against uh, Joe Root. But Richard Ingworth got it, it got it bang on. It was, you know, everything was right. It was pitching in line and hitting the top of, of leg stump. So uh, fair play to him. And that, that went India's way, right, rightly so. But it was one of those, it, you know, you feel it could have not been given out. And it was un not unlucky for Burns. He, you know, he played across the straightish ball. But he, he actually played well today, Burns. He was, he was starting to play really fluently out for 49. But we do have to talk, uh, Yoz, I'm afraid, about uh, two other players in England's top three. Now, there have been 14 top three ducks uh, for England this year. 14 top three ducks this year in Test cricket. And that is a record. No team has ever had 14 top three ducks in a calendar year before. I know England play more test cricket these days than, than most teams. Uh, should we talk about Sibley first or should we talk about Hamid? Perhaps, perhaps first things first, let's talk about uh, Dominic Sibley. A couple more stats to throw you away. He averages 21 in his last 13 test matches. 21 in 13 test matches. And he averages 16 in the first innings of those test matches. And he was out today po poking towards square leg. Discuss, mm. discuss. That, that was a, it was a horrible, horrible dismissal. He's had a few horrible dismissals, sort of caught down the leg side and caught at square leg and things like that. I mean, I, you know, I guess it. we should be sort of a little bit sympathetic because, as we said during the early part of this show, he's up against fine seam bowlers with all the uh, information and statistics that they need to, to make batting, particularly against a new ball, as difficult as possible. 
but Sidley's just not convincing. He doesn't look... He looks shaky. He doesn't look as if he's going to get runs, and then he just gets out. In, and they, the, today, they he's so easy to contain, and you just feel like, all right, if he stays in for half an hour or an hour, fine, but he's not going to get many runs, and eventually he's going to get out. And today, he did. And he just chipped a sort of fairly tame ball, actually a ball that he probably should have easily worked for, for one down the leg side, just chipped it to, to mid-wicket. But they had that field for him, didn't they? Um, I could get the field shield up here, actually, couldn't I? And just sort of demonstrate it, really, because they had um, they, they only had two slips in a gully. They had hardly anybody on the offside. And then they had these three men sort of on the leg side, a mid-on, a short mid-on, a, a short mid-wicket, and a sort of shortish square leg and a fine leg. So they were bowling very straight to him here, and, and, and he just chipped one to this, to this fielder, sort of just wide square leg. In fact, I think the mid-wicket came round to catch it. But... I mean, it was just, it was just pretty sort of bit village, actually. Well, uh, think? well, also, also, I mean, I think the other point is it, it was very much like his dismissal, one of his dismissals at Trent Bridge as well. So, it, you know, it was, it was the same thing over again. I mean, I, I said to you that, you know, we said that during the Trent Bridge test, I mean, I feel sorry for him in a way. I'm sorry for him in, it, it, because he is struggling in front of, you know, thousands of people, you know, watching on, and it's, it's, it's in a way, it's, it's hard to watch. And you know, sometimes the best thing to do is to you know, take a player out of that situation. Uh, you know, he must be, he must be getting close, surely. I mean, those those sorts of figures uh, do not say really keep on picking me, do they? I mean, averaging of twenty one in thirteen Test matches, but he is part of England's long term strategy, uh, or has been uh, for the Ashes. And you know, I don't know whether they hope that on those Australian pitches with the Cookerbra ball that doesn't do as much after a while that you know he'll be able to. Yeah, resist for longer, stick in and score. I don't know, but it's not. It's not looking good. And I know there are lots of people listening to this. Will say, "Come on, it's 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 a no brainer. It's it's obvious they have to to make a change at the top of the order." So it, it's just possible here. He's got uh, one more innings to save his uh, sort of short term or medium term uh, Test match career. Yeah, I, I well, I'd say the same. Yeah, just he's too easy to contain, and. Uh, I, you know, batsmen have to score runs in the end. Otherwise, you're just treading water going nowhere. So, yeah, I feel for him, but he's trying his best. But I don't think his best is good enough. Now, they brought in a player who hasn't played a test match for, for five years. He made a very promising start to his, his test career in India in 2016. Uh, Hamid you know, saw India knock up 364 and didn't open. He didn't open today because Sibley is, is, is still in the side. And he comes in and he is rolled over first ball. I, th- I mean, it was, it was actually a bit of a shock. It was a sense of, you know, I think that there's a lot of goodwill to Hasib Hamid because he shaped so well in his early part of his test career. Then he had that injury and then that huge slump. And it's great to see him uh, come back. So there's a real sort of, was a sort of intake of breath. Well, you were here. You, you, you saw it. There's a real intake yeah. of breath, almost a shock when he was dismissed. And I think it was more as well by the ball that got him out. It didn't really do very much. I think that was... It didn't do anything. It, it, just, it was a straight ball. He just missed a straight ball. Yeah. Uh, and... I don't think anyone could quite believe it. Really, you don't expect top order players just to miss a you know a relatively straight ball in in no. Test cricket. No, I mean it, you know obviously it's a horrible experience to see that uh, that happening. I mean I watched him as he walked out, and there were those sort of extravagant blocks as he 
came to the wicket. Rather like, uh, actually, Derek Randall used to do that. And these very sort of uh, almost exaggerated blocks, um, just rehearsing his full defence, you know, very looked look very solid. And then the ball uh, came down, and actually his block uh, attempting to, to play the ball was nothing like as, uh, as, as sort of positive, really. It was a bit of a tame kind of poke at the ball on middle and leg when the ball was on off. So he was basically, as you say, playing down the Bakerloo. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just a sad thing to see. And I was actually sat with um, Matt Dawson, the, the former England rugby player at the time, and we were discussing whether there's anything worse in sport than walking all the way out to the middle at Lords, long way past the umpire to the far end, you know, weighing up the situation and then getting a first ball and having to walk all the way back. Is there anything worse in sport than that? And he, he could only come up with in rugby, uh, coming on as a sub and immediately uh, causing a, a penalty conceding tackle and being sent off. Yeah. And probably even that isn't quite as bad. It's just, it's so lonely, isn't it? You're walking out on your own, you're out, and then you've got to walk back on your own. And it's just, it's, it's like it's a total nightmare. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, isn't it? And cricket, cricket can do that to you. We saw the joy for Rahul yesterday where he scored 100, you know, batted all day, difficult conditions, up on the honours board, first 100 at Lords. You know, that's sort of the, the best day of his cricketing life. And probably for Hamid today, it was one of the worst days of his cricketing life. One thing I would say, you know, what caused it? I don't, you know, is it the fact that you know, the stage is so big after so long out of the test game? Uh, he's normally an opener. So when he opens, he's played 111 innings uh, as an opener in first-class cricket, and he averages 35. He has played now 17 innings in first-class cricket and number three, and he averages 17. So, you know, he, he is an opener. And there is something about just getting out there, isn't it? And, and you're used to it. Whereas if you have to sit and wait and think whether that's a contributing factor, he came in in the, what was it, in the end, the 15th over. So he did have to wait quite a long time to, to bat. Anyway, um, it was, a, it, yeah. was, it was, it was, a, it was almost not a shocking dismissal, but I think it was one of those, it was a sort of, everyone gasped that, that it happened. Siraj, of course, absolutely delighted to pick up uh, two in two. Uh, so there was simply... Last time, he's, uh, last time he faced a first-class ball, i.e. a red ball, was uh, 20th of July. Well, he did play in so, the county. He did play for the county eleven. He did play for the county eleven, yeah, didn't that he? That was against the uh, Indians. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it wasn't. It's not like he hasn't batted against a red ball for two months or something. Like some people, like Bearstow and Butler, haven't faced a red ball at all, have they? All summer, uh, at least he he has had some red ball sort of practice or experience recently. So you can't put it down to something as simple as that. I mean, it's just. I suppose it's a brain freeze and you just play down the wrong line. Yeah. The ball, you know, you need, most batsmen need a sighter or two. And he just didn't, he, unluckily, he didn't get one, did he? Yeah, cruel game. Uh, one, you know, one ball, can, you can bat all day, like Rahul did yesterday, or you can be 
off after one delivery. Um, of course, and what it meant was Joe Root was in next on a hat-trick, and there he is again. He's holding together England's batting, mm. uh, 48 not out overnight. He is now the second highest scorer in tests for England. He's gone past Graham Gooch, he's only got Alistair Cook ahead of him. And, oh, uh, yeah, you feel quite a lot depends on, on Root on the third day. It's a tantalising prospect, the Saturday of a Laws test. Uh, you know, it's there for England. If they can have a really good batting day, then they will be right back in the match. You know, if they do bat, bat all day, you'd imagine they'd be, uh, you know, fairly close to that India score. And I, yeah. I, I can you, that's where they probably need to be if they're to sort of hold India back in this test match. If India get a decent lead, I don't know, 60, something like that, even 50, 50, 60, uh, you know, they've got the chance then to build a sort of match-winning position and make it difficult for England in the final innings on the, on the fifth day of the game. Now, um, we've got a trick, quite tricky one today, haven't we? The In With Heart Award. The LV Insurance In With Heart Award. So the candidates, I suppose, are Anderson for his seventh five-wicket haul at Lords. Um, Kale Rahul, we've already kind of given him that his, his okay. one for yesterday. Yeah. And he didn't make any runs today at all anyway. Um, Pant made a 40, played, played pretty well, uh, but nothing sort of special. Uh, do we give it to Root again? Do we give it to Root, who's coming on a hat trick, taken two good catches at slip, coming on a hat trick, and resisted everything that the Indians could throw at him? And, you know, it's easy to say, this guy, uh, how does he manage to shoulder the burden and score 30% of England's runs this calendar year? 1,112, I think, so far, average 61. How does he do it? How does he manage to shoulder that burden as captain as well? And I would say that's the best place to be in the middle. If you're captain, it's the best place to be, A, because you're doing what you're paid to do and there's no doubt about, there's no questioning of your ability uh, as captain because you're making runs and contributing. And secondly, you're not in the dressing room being kind of hounded or... Uh, hassled by people for things all the time because the captain is always someone uh, at the centre of everything, whether it's selection or coaches wanting to talk about tomorrow's practice or officials needing to discuss things or the physio wanting to brief you about the injury list. or you know, There's so many kind of different people who want to talk to you as captain. And I remember Andrew Strauss talking about that. And... Uh, so the best place to escape all that and be yourself and have fun is batting in the middle, which is what yeah. Joe does best. And the other thing as well, he takes so much confidence from the last test match where he batted absolutely beautifully and he batted extremely well here on this, this second day. Um, but they're going to need a bit more of it on the third day, uh, England. But it, you know, it, it, it's a tantalising prospect, I think, for, for the Saturday crowd. And, and we'll uh, review the day's play uh, tomorrow evening when uh, well who's who's going to take control of the game well let's find out my hunch is India probably your hunch is India as well but uh, England are they are to some extent back in the game and they've had not quite as good a day as they could possibly hope for today but not not too far away no I, I, I would like to see Butler play an innings of substance tomorrow to play his natural game and take the attack to the Indians won't be easy but uh, England needs something to, uh, to put the, the ball back in India's court. So look forward to that. Speak to you tomorrow.
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.